Welcome back to Hoss Fight. <clears throat> My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And before we begin, a question for you. Uh, this would actually be a Wednesday question if it were Wednesday and I was talking to Doc Manson. Maybe I'll remember and we'll get his opinion tomorrow because it's Tuesday right now. What is the correct ratio of French fry to ketchup? And does it depend on the type of French fry in question? I have uh, three. I didn't get that many. Um, waffle fries. Frozen, taking a waffle fries, throw them in the air fryer for 10 minutes. They come out pretty nice. Uh, and our ketchup squeeze bottle was running low. And the level of effort required to go find the actual bottle of ketchup and refill it was not worth having to actually go and do that. Uh, so I just took whatever was left, which wasn't much. And so now I find my ratio is off. But I think I am not uh, the right person because my ratio, honestly, is pretty close to 50-50. If I'm being 100% honest, my ratio is pretty close to 50-50. I want a lot of ketchup on my fries. And I think that's probably excessive. My wife certainly thinks it's excessive, the amount of ketchup I put on. But, yeah, I want a lot. I will often do the fair style where I put the fries in a bowl and squeeze the ketchup all over it and eat with a fork, uh, which some might think is Philistine to do. Uh, but I like it. But again, I overdo the ketchup. I feel like Chip and I had this conversation possibly like seven or eight years ago. It's been that long. Uh, but either way, I've got my DC Matthews DDT Wrestling Tervis mug here. Not going for the AHA Seltzer today. Uh, decided against it. Decided to go just for your water. you got to have your water. Uh, I also am down to, like, I think maybe three cans left. I want to make sure I have some for tomorrow's, again, DDT Wrestling episode. Today we deal with the 12s and the 11s of the... Uh, Hoss fight. We have ranked uh, from 260 all the way to our winner, Jesse the Body Ventura at 192. According to Brandon Banks, Jesse Ventura would have lost in the first round. I think that's a little harsh on the part of Brandon Banks. But, you know, the fun part is that you get to make this tournament. Uh, how you wish, and you get to decide who is where, and that's on you. I'm realizing I'm going to need a notebook, so I should probably eat these fries. Because they will get cold, and while I will eat cold uh, pizza, for sure, uh, I almost prefer my Chinese food cold. There's most things that I will eat cold. Rice and beans, cold. Um, burger, cold leftover chicken wings unless there's the calcified bit of fat uh that gq and i bonded over so many years ago uh, i'll eat those cold but french fries don't quite work potatoes don't work cold maybe in a potato salad but i don't eat a lot of potato salad 
Well, that's what I was talking about. But that was my horse fight. It was coming right a bit. Alright, getting my page open here. Jesse Ventura defeated Tony Atlas last time. I have randomized, I have redacted. We have 32 names. Uh, we're ready for another round or two. And uh, I, I did say, I think, in the last one that starting with the 10s, we will probably try to go just one group at a time. But honestly, I don't know if I mean that. Because I was looking at it before. You've got Umaga, Smash, PCO, Albert, Chris Hero, Bo Buchanan. I didn't tell you which were 9s and which were 10s. They all seem kind of, sort of, about the same. I probably could do it in one. But either way, let's get today done. And then we'll worry about tomorrow. Do I have enough battery on the MacBook to record this? 24%, I'll assume I'm fine. Charger's over there if I need to. Uh, I'm ready. You're ready. Let us begin. The first name, the dirty white boy. Tony Anthony. I remember it took a long time before I realized that Tony Anthony was funny because Tony, Anthony, Tony, Tony. Uh, Tony, Tony, taking on Rodney Mack. Um, both hosses, uh, an interesting clash of styles, uh, in the dirty white boy versus, um, a guy who I believe being called Rodney Mack was called Red Dog, Red, R-E-D-D-D-O-G-G. Um, I think I gotta give the win to Tony Anthony, and that, that really has to do with the fact that I am just not at all familiar, uh, with Rodney Mack's work. I started watching wrestling again. I broke the seal. Uh, I'm heading into Judgment Day 2002. I think we're getting Hogan Taker in 2002. Sweet Jesus. Uh, we're getting um, Jericho Hunter again, probably. Um, not that anyone wants that. I certainly don't. Uh, I'm sure we're getting other things as well. Uh, the NWO just fought Austin and Bradshaw and Ric Flair. Ric Flair just aligned himself with the NWO, which is stupid. I'm assuming Austin was complaining and either talking about leaving or maybe starting to no-show stuff. And so they figured they needed another heel for him to fight. Either way, <clears throat> it's not, it's, you know, it's good. Don't get, it's wrestling in 2002. There's Eddie Guerrero, there's RVD, there's Jeff Hardy. You got Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's going to wrestle Edge in a hair versus hair match, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it's good. But Rodney Mack's not there. The point I'm trying to make. Rodney Mack's not there yet. So I'm giving Tony Anthony the win. T.L. Hopper advances Rodney Mack into the consolations. Next up, George the Animal Steel. George, the animal steel, taking on Tyrus, uh, Brodus Clay. Not super familiar with Brodus Clay. Still have a bit of a bad taste in my mouth about him. Um, even though he's wrestling, I think he's a champion in the NWA right now. Uh, let's see. Yeah. George Murdoch. 
taking on George Steele. Uh, he's currently the NWA TV champion. Um, but... Ah, he's a contributor on Fox News. Maybe that's why I don't. Oh, nope, there's a... Let's see here. Um, the Greg Gutfeld Show on Fox News. Da-da-da. Supporter of He Who Shall Not Be Named. And was accused of sexual harassment after he sent her a series of lewd text messages. But then she said she lost the phone. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, it's, that's a tricky situation. Um, because that's, that's a weird, I'm not going to say excuse. That's a weird thing to say after making these. I have evidence, but I lost it. Uh, George Steele was going to win this match anyways. Um, it's possible Tyrus is just automatically going to the bottom of the group. If not, we don't take him out altogether. And, you know, everybody gets bumped up. I got extra people here. I got extra people. I could bump everybody up uh, one spot. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Next up, the Patriot and Paul Burchill. The Pirate... Versus the Patriot. That'd be a fun match. I like both of those guys. Uh, I don't love either of them. I seem to recall Paul Burchill being a decent wrestler. I could be wrong. Patriot was okay. Um, so... <sighs> the Patriot was definitely a hoss. Paul Burchill, I don't remember being huge. How tall was Paul Burchill? 6'4", 247, uh, the Patriot, not that height and everything matters, 6'5", 275. So, for all intents and purposes, the same size. For all we know, Paul Burchill could have been the Patriot, uh, if not for the fact that we know it's Del Wilkes, who did just pass away recently, which was sad. Uh, for me, it's, it's since it's my turn, I got to go with Paul Burchill. Uh the Patriot gimmick, I, I've never been ridiculously patriotic, uh, despite the fact that I did have Osama bin Laden's face on a dartboard in college. Um, yeah, the the whole waving of the flag and, you know, the mask was cool, I suppose, in an era where a lot of guys didn't wear masks unless you were a luchador. Um, this is much later than, you know, your Mr. Wrestling 2s and things of that nature. I'm going with Burchill. I'm going with Burchill. Chris Masters and Omos. One of these guys will be at WrestleMania. The other one may be at a deli eating breakfast near you. I'm sure Chris Adonis, I think that's what he goes by now. I'm sure he's good. But I remember him being terrible. I, I didn't care for the Master Lock Challenge. I love the full Nelson as a move. I, I've always wanted to see the full Nelson combined with a camel clutch. Stevie Richards did it as a submission hold at one point. I got to go with Omos. You know, someone who was not in the brackets at all when we made these. 
Uh, I think I got to go with Omos here. He's going to he's gonna beat Bobby Lashley. I think he is. I think he's going to beat Bob Lashley. Uh, otherwise, I, I'm assuming Lashley will give him his first defeat, which that's the right person to do it, I suppose. If somebody's going to give Omos his first defeat, it's got to be someone like Bobby Lashley. But I'm guessing almost beats him. I think we could very easily see in an era where we get Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. You can decide who I think Brock's going to win, but that's just me. Um, I I think you could you could see a world in which almost is one of the next challengers because he's a giant for the cowboy hat wearing beast to take on. So I'm going to say almost wins. Uh, he'll face Paul Burchill. The missing link, Max, the missing link. Why would you give him a name? The missing link is a fantastic name on its own. You don't need to do anything else. You're done. Why are you calling him Max? Why did my voice get so high when I asked that question? Um, he's taking on Brian Nobbs. And I like uh, The Missing Link. I do. Hugely buff guy. Um, interesting wrestler. The whole holding the hair at the back of his head and like throwing himself into a headbutt. How come that isn't in a WWE game? That would be a cool move for a creator wrestler. Grab the own back of his head and, like, throw yourself at somebody. Um, I mentioned to my wife that I was considering, and I still am considering, getting myself 2K22 uh, for my birthday. Birthday's coming up a couple weeks. Uh, Doc's too. And um, she, you know, she had already bought my birthday gift. Um and I made her promise that she wouldn't get it for me, but she did indicate that there were other people sniffing around wondering what to get me for my birthday and that I should wait. So I'm going to wait. And in a couple of weeks, I will potentially get it as a birthday gift, which will be quite nice. Uh, I think yeah, it's got to be Nobbs. I like the missing link. I do. But Brian Nobbs, uh, if, I'm, if I'm in a bar fight... You know, the, you always have the question mark. You always have the, the wild card, which would be the missing link. I'm not calling him Max. Uh, but I think I go with Brian Nobbs in this instance. The great Kali and Angelo Dawkins. Oh, Angelo. Oh, no, Angelo. Um, tough matchup here. I probably could be writing these bigger again. Probably could be. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, it is Dawkins. You know, the great Kali is a giant, but being a giant isn't everything. Uh, and Angelo Dawkins is a good wrestler. And every time I see him, he gets better. You know that Montez Ford is a superstar. You know that he is. The Rock said he's a future world champion. The Rock's right. There's very little that could get in the way of Montez uh, becoming a world champion. I honestly think that. But Angelo's real good. Um, he's, I don't think he's going to get Marty Jannetty. Uh, probably because he won't get in his own way. 
Uh, I, you know, it, his success might not come in the WWE. He might need to go elsewhere. But you put a guy like Dawkins in Impact. Um, you put a guy like Dawkins in NJPW Strong. He's real good. Real, real good. Uh, I'm giving Dawkins the win. He'll take on Brian Nobbs. I spilled water on my paper, but I don't care. Bastion Booger. All right, let's get into it here, folks. Bastion Booger and Razar. Wow. Uh, a matchup of two guys I like quite a bit for vastly different reasons. Um, and I love you, Boogs. I love you with your gray, drab, gray singlet. I love that you wrestled as a friar like the week or so before. But Razar is the, the kind of hoss I really like. The kind of hoss that will legitimately hurt you if you give him a chance. He's a shooter. Uh, we're going with Razar. So, so far, our, quarter, our second round matchups, Tony Anthony and George Steele. Paul Burchill and Omos, <laughs> Brian Nobbs and uh, Angelo Dawkins, and Razar will take on the winner of our next matchup, ladies and jelly spoons. Titus O'Neil and Braun Breaker. Wow. That's a matchup right there. Titus O'Neil and Braun Breaker. Titus O'Neil has a. We're assuming he's done wrestling. We don't know that for sure, but we're assuming he's done wrestling because, like, his his success comes in all of the work he's done after the fact. Uh, but if we count, even if we go with his debut on the main roster, 2012 to, like, 2018, 2019, he had a seven-year career in which he was a featured part. He was a featured part of of the WWE for almost a decade. If you go to NXT and FCW, it's even longer. Um, and I say all that because he can't win this. You can't not pick a Steiner. Especially now that you know that the Steiners are going into the Hall of Fame. I was certain, as certain as I am, uh, as much as we know that Cody Rhodes is going to show up probably as part of the WrestleMania thing, I don't think he's uh, Seth Rollins' opponent. Because you don't need him to wrestle at WrestleMania. You just have to have him show up. Uh, Seth Rollins could wrestle anybody. He could wrestle Veer. I think that's what uh, Jeremy mentioned today. And it's a great idea. Veer finally shows up and comes. He gets a great match out of Seth Rollins. He looks like a million bucks. It seems like it's worth it. He's going to get a huge reaction because we've been waiting for so long. Uh, Seth Rollins beats him. Or, or, that Cody shows up and distracts Seth, and you give Veer the win. And Veer gets a WrestleMania win over a Hall of Famer like Seth Rollins, and boom, Seth and Cody are off to the races, and you have a major matchup like your your featured raw match cuz once you have a universal title you need a storyline that doesn't involve the belt uh that takes you through the summer what a great idea what a fantastic idea um but up until that point let me actually get back on track i really thought it was going to be Bronson Steiner the Steiners are going into the Hall of Fame now is the time 
to pull the trigger on this. Braun Breaker doesn't need to be in NXT anymore. He's not perfect, but he's good enough. You've got plenty of talented wrestlers who can guide him and work with him, and he will learn quickly. You know he will. He's got that natural gift. Put him in there right now. Don't have him wrestle Dolph. Don't have him wrestle Dolph. Call him up. Have him wrestle, you know, Dolph Ziggler wrestles somebody else. But anyways, that wasn't what's going to happen. But Braun beats Titus. That's just how it's got to go. Where are we? 17. Oh, we're halfway done. Wait, one, two, three. Yeah, we're halfway done. Mongo. Oh, Mongo. We love you, Mongo. Versus Demolition Axe. Uh, interestingly enough, Demolition Axe won one of the pages in the old one we did. I don't remember what place it was. It might have been the 11s. Um, but he won, and I kept going back to that tag title run. Um that was so good, and he, you know, he and Barry Darso were the champions for years, and nobody else on that page had any sort of um, career that was close to that. But in hindsight, that shouldn't matter in a Hoss fight. Uh, Braun Breaker, who in 2012 was what in high school? Let's see, Braun Breaker. When were you born, Braun Breaker? 97. Jesus, I was in high school when you were born. Son of a biscuit. And I know many of you listening are older than that. Uh, so in 2012, you were 15. So when, when Titus O'Neil got called up to the main roster, the guy that just beat him in Hoss Fight was 15 years old. Um, so longevity doesn't matter. But Mongo and X, that's a great match. Not good wrestlers. Not fantastic brawlers. Demolition was were fantastic brawlers. Um, Axe among them. Probably Chief among them, in fact. Uh, Mongo, fantastic brawler. Uh, was just good enough as a pro wrestler. Um, had all the football moves down pat. Uh, and so... <sighs> It's all about the matchups here. I got to go with Mongo. I got to go with Mongo. Axe won a page in the old tournament, the 2021 version that we we kind of scrapped from the record, and he's going to lose in the first round uh, to Mongo McMichael. And I don't think that's the wrong answer at all. Bronson Reed, a.k.a. Jonah, and Ludwig Borga. Uh, I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this. We're already over 20 minutes in. Uh, Bronson Reed wins. He is whatever problems I have with um, the way he left WWE and the fact that he was vocal about his displeasure, which I never appreciate. Um, leave with grace, even if it comes as a surprise, even if you think you were going to get called up, which he did was, and then you get shown the door, which he did leave with grace. Um, but yeah, he's got to beat Ludwig Borga. Will he beat Mongo? I honestly don't know. We'll have to find out when we get there. Reese. How is Reese this far ahead in the tournament? The Yeti taking. <laughs> yes. Yes, Glenn, Glenn, 
we had the giant Gonzalez versus, oh, shoot, who do you face? Hold on, let me go back. Oh, Zeus. Oh, Zeus. How could I forget Zeus? We had the giant Gonzalez versus Zeus in last episode's epic matchup. This one might be better. The Yeti versus Luchasaurus. Glenn. Oh, get the popcorn, Glenn. We're having ourselves a terrible, awesome match party. Reese versus Luchasaurus. My God. The chaos. Uh, Luchasaurus is not a bad wrestler. He's not. He's not good, but he's not bad. He's got to be better than Reese, who was not good at all. Uh, so we'll give the win to Luchasaurus. But, oh, man. He comes out. The Yeti comes out with all the toilet paper wrapped around. Oh. I've had a good day today. This is one of the better moments of today. I had a really good day today. And this is one of the better moments. Oh, I love this. I love this tournament. The Berserker. Let's keep it going. Give me a crazy opponent for this Berserker to face. The Berserker and Chuck Palumbo. Um, all right. That's not quite the same level. But it wouldn't be a bad match. John Norton, Chuck Palumbo, not a bad match at all. Uh, you know, Chuck Palumbo is a better wrestler than I give him credit. I'm watching Billy and Chuck... And, you know, Billy Gunn makes everything better. Rico makes everything better. Chuck is the the weak link of those three, but he really isn't bad. And the Berserker, as much as we love the Brody-esque-ness of it, wasn't very good. So we'll give the win to Chuck Palumbo, where he will take on Luchasaurus. He's got some tall boys he's fighting there. Axel Rotten. And Mark Jindrak. I knew Mark Jindrak was going to show up sooner or later. Axel Rotten and Mark Jindrak. A shame we didn't get Axe and Axel. Just for me, that's always something I enjoy. But maybe in the Constellations, because I think... Axel wasn't a good wrestler. But as a brawler, as a hardcore wrestler, he was quite good. Far better than his brother. Um, I enjoyed him more than I expected to. I'm not well-versed in Mar with Mark Jindrak, but he was really good. You know, Axel Rotten was never going to be part of Evolution. They would have never considered him as part. We almost got Mark Jindrak as part of Evolution. So obviously he's talented in some way. Uh, so we'll give Jindrak the win. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. All right, we're not nearly done. We still got a couple more in the first round. Boy, these episodes are lengthy. Wardlow and Teneru. Wardlow and Teneru. I'm looking at something. Hold on, please. I'm looking at something. I had seen something on Twitter, and I didn't know if it was true or not, and I want to check. There's Luchasaurus. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll. Are they not? Oh, no, they are in alphabetical order. At this moment, uh, almost 6 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, the 29th of March, Wardlow the guy who won the brass ring, 
or the brass, whatever you want to call it, floaty device, is not on the AEW roster page. He's not there. Um, I'm looking to see if there's news. Doesn't appear to be any news. Oh, okay. I see. It's a storyline. That explains why I didn't see it. One night after MJF declared that Waldorf would, Waldorf, Waldorf, Wardlow would be forced to sit out the remainder of the contract, he gets pulled. That makes way more sense. Um, I was like, maybe something's up. Maybe WWE is, you know, offering him enough money to be willing to void a contract or something like that. Uh, but he's taken on Tenaru. And, you know, we looked up at one point um, Kensuke Sasaki and Tenzan and all of that. But I feel like we need to look up uh, Tenru's Wikipedia page just to see what was his. You know, he was an all Japan guy. Um, but let's see here. Oh, my God. Uh, tag champion, tag champion. Heavyweight, heavyweight, triple crown heavyweight championship three times. Um, you know, in the Hall of Fame, uh, mid-Atlantic tag champion with Mr. Fuji, teamed with the Road Warriors and was six-man champion, IWGP champion, IWGP tag champion. Uh, I love Ward. Well, no, I don't love Wardlow. I appreciate Wardlow. And I'm not saying that Tenaru is going to win this page. But he has to beat Wardlow because, A, I am sure he is a very legitimate tough guy. It's not even like I'd probably pick him against Wardlow in a bar fight. Um, but he's just had an incredible career. We have to acknowledge um, the Japanese career, even if I am ignorant of it. Vito, Skullground Crush versus Big Cass, William Morrissey, Kaz XL, call him what you will. Good match. Good match, good match. Both probably underrated wrestlers. We forget, and I probably mentioned this the last time, but I'll keep, because I bet you forgot. Big Cass was part of a universal title match, Fatal 4-Way, and there was a moment where you thought he was going to win. Um, his He seems to continue since the last time we spoke. He seems to have uh, continued to do well. He wrestled for the Impact title, didn't win it but fought for it in a main event sort of thing. I could very easily see him uh, make a jump to AEW, potentially come back to the WWE. I don't think he's going to bring Enzo with him. Uh, but if I'm in a bar fight, I'm picking Vito every day of the week. So I think I got to go in this case with what probably would be on paper an upset, and I'm giving Vito the win over Big Cass. Sizes and everything. Vito just smacks him upside the head, bashes him into the you know bar counter, breaks a bottle over his head, slides him into the fish tank, all sorts of things. Our last matchup for the first round is we're half an hour in. Eric Rowan and Hillbilly Jim. Eric Redbeard and... What did we say his name was? Harley Davidson. <laughs> oh, great beards. Battle of two all-time beards, too. 
Um, uh, Rowan, you, you know, my only exception that, that I, I'm leaning towards Hillbilly Jim is the you don't go messing with a country boy, country boy, country boy. But Eric Rowan with the sheep mask was a country boy of his own right. So I'm giving the win to Rowan. Eric Rowan beats Hillbilly Jim. And there are our matchups there. Mongo versus Bronson Reed. I should make sure I write Bronson and don't confuse him with Butch Reed. Luchasaurus versus Chuck Palumbo. Mark Jindrak versus Tenaru. Vito versus Eric Rowan. Let's do our constellations. Let's, you know, I'm sure you'll stay with me as long as I go, but I'll try to be respectful of your time. Uh, Rodney Mack beats Tyrus. Uh, I I don't think I'm going to kick him out completely because, again, I don't agree with his politics, but that can't be everything. Um, and the the losing the phone with the messages is dicey enough that I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's probably going to come in last on this page, but that's as far as I'll go. Uh, the Patriot versus Chris Masters. I will go with the Patriot... Missing Link will defeat the Great Kali. Titus O'Neil will defeat Bastion Booger. Um, Demolition Axe absolutely destroys Ludwig Borga. The Berserker defeats Ron Reese, a.k.a. the Yeti. I'll say Wardlow beats Axel Rotten. I'll go that far. Uh, but I'm saying Big Cass beats Hillbilly Jim. My apologies to the Hillbilly Jim fans out there. All right, bottom eight. Masters beats Tyrus. Bastion Booger beats Kali. Uh, Ludwig Borga will beat Reese. Ac mm, no, I'll say Hillbilly Jim beats Axel Rotten because you really don't go messing with a country boy. I learned that. Um, hearing Jeremy uh, express his frustrations um, at something that happened over the weekend. You don't go messing with a deep South Louisiana man. You just don't. Uh, Tyrus versus Kali. We go Kali. Reese versus Axel Rotten. We go Axel. So our bottom two is Tyrus versus Reese. And in that sense, Tyrus comes in at 192. The Yeti slash Reese is at 191, and you know what I'm doing here? I am changing it, because I can't have uh, Jesse the Body. I can't have all these people, so hold on. Um, I will make the cutoff at Kona Reeves. Everybody from Kona Reeves, who is at 2... 27 and up is moving up a spot and I am putting Tyrus way down at 227 so now Jesse Ventura is not 193 he is 192 the Yeti will come in at 191 you'll just have to accept that the Yeti is a better hoss than Jesse the body that you're just going to have to accept that uh, great Kali versus Axel Rotten I'll go with Great Kali, just because of his popularity 
in his home country. Uh, Chris Masters versus Bastion Booger. I love you, Bugs, but I'll give it to the masterpiece in this one. Hillbilly Jim beats uh, Ludwig Borga. Bastion Booger beats Ludwig Borga. Ludwig Borga at 188. Bastion Booger at 187. And Chris Masters loses to Hillbilly Jim, who is at 185. All right, our bottom eight is done. Now we move into our second round of the tournament proper. Uh, George the Animal Steel is defeating the Dirty White Boy. Omos is beating Paul Burchill. Every time I... It's similar to Angelo Dawkins. Every time I see Omos, he gets better. I Omos versus Lashley. I will watch WrestleMania. I don't know if I'll watch it live. I don't know if I'll watch it right away, but I will eventually watch it. And one of the matches I am looking forward to is Omos versus Lashley. I think that could be really good. Uh, I will give Brian Nobbs the win over Angelo Dawkins for all those years of great brawls plus Pity City. Razar versus Braun Breaker would be a fantastic actual wrestling, almost shoot fight style match. Um, but I think I got to go with Braun Breaker. I think I do. I think I do. Uh Mongo McMichael versus Bronson Reed. I love that Bronson Reed looks like he does and he does moves like he does. But I love me some Mongo. So Mongo's winning. Uh, Chuck Palumbo is defeating Luchasaurus. Setting up a great matchup. Luchasaurus versus Max, the missing link. Uh, Teneru is beating Mark Jindrak. And Big Vito or Eric Rowan. Another tough one. Rowan's bigger. But again, Vito. Vito would fight dirty. And you want that in a bar fight. I want someone who is willing to break some rules and gouge some eyes to help keep me safe. So I'm giving the win to Vito. So our quarterfinals. George Steele versus Omos. Brian Nobbs versus Braun Breaker, Mongo McMichael versus Chucky Palumbo, and Tenru versus Big Vito. We now have set up our next round of the Constellations. Let's do that now. Big Cass defeats Tony Anthony. Wardlow beats Paul Burchill, setting up Big Cass versus, or William Morrissey versus Wardlow. That'd be a great match. Angelo Dawkins defeats the Berserker. Razar, I think, beats Demolition Axe. Razar and Dawkins would be a great match. I will give Bronson Reed the win over Titus O'Neil. But the missing link is beating Luchasaurus for sure. I say Mark Jindrak beats the Patriot. There's more athleticism in Jindrak. And Eric Rowan defeats Rodney Mack. So our next group of eight. The Plumber versus the Pirate. Epic battle. Epic battle. The Pirates are so angry because they have no plumbing. We had a chamber pot in my house when I was a kid. Not to use, 
my dad treated our house like an antique store. Um, and he bought an a, a antique chamber pot um, that was a piece of decorative art in our house. It was just like a, it was a box, had four legs, but you opened it up and there was a hole that looked very much like a toilet bowl style hole. And there was a pot inside, and he always used like to remind me that if we were living in ye olden times and there was a chamber pot, that would be my job as the young boy of the house. Would be my job would be to empty the chamber pot each day. I believe at one point I said I would empty it on his head. We had a weird relationship, my old man and I. Um, the pirate versus the plumber. Apologies to those who love the dirty white boy, but I'm going with Paul Burchill. Uh, Axe beats the Berserker. Titus beats Luchasaurus. The Patriot beats Rodney Mack. Tony Anthony versus the Berserker. Luchasaurus versus Rodney Mack. Tony Anthony versus the Berserker. First he had to face a pirate, now a Viking. Or a Norseman. (laughs) Anthony was a good wrestler. In his own way. So I will give it to him. And then Luchasaurus versus Rodney Mack. Uh, Through lack of uh, knowledge and exposure, I go with Luchasaurus. Rodney Mack will lose to the Berserker. Rodney Mack is 184. The Berserker is 183. And we will give Tony Anthony the win over Luchasaurus so that Jeremy can sleep easily tonight. Paul Burchill versus Axe, that's Axe. Titus beats the Patriot. So once again, was the Patriot and Paul Burchill opening round match? Let me flip over. Yeah, it was. We got a rematch there, Patriot versus Paul Burchill. I went with Paul Burchill the first time. I see no reason to change that. And uh, I give Demolition Axe the win over Titus O'Neill. Now we need another... Um, round of consolations. Eric Rowan versus Mark Jindrak. I think I go with Eric Rowan. Missing Link versus Bronson Reed. I can't say I've seen enough of the Missing Link to to feel comfortable voting for him, so we'll go with Bronson. I think Rizar beats Angelo Dawkins. I thought Rizar could have been a single star. I thought he had a good look, good skills. And we'll give Wardlow the win over Big Cass. So we've got Jindrak, The Link, Dawkins, and Cass. Jindrak, nope, The Missing Link beats Jindrak. Dawkins beats Big Cass. Big Cass beats Mark Jindrak. So Mark Jindrak is 1676. Let me spell his name right. I'm calling him William Morrissey, is 175. And I'm saying that the missing link loses to Angelo Dawkins, who is 173. All right. Quarterfinal time. George the Animal Steel versus Omos. George Steel is a hoss really in size only. Nothing about the character screamed hoss. Um... You know, you get that unpredictable thing in a bar fight, but if he's going to be eating the stuffing out of the stools, I'm going with almost. So George Steele fights Eric Rowan. Brian Nobbs versus Braun Breaker. The toughest, well, no, 
actually, Broadbreaker's had a tough road. Titus O'Neil, then Razar, now Brian Nobbs. <sighs> we can't grade on potential. We can't. It's never been something we've been able to do. Um, Brian Nobbs had a very long career as a brawling, hoss, hardcore guy. If I give it to Braun, who certainly has the look and the style and could be a WWE main roster champion by the end of this year. But I'm not doing this tournament then. I'm doing this tournament now. I'm coming back to this one. Uh, Mongo beats Chuck Palumbo. He just does. And... Tenru versus Vito. I've seen Tenru in a handful of matches, mostly Royal Rumbles. I'm sure he's very good. His list of accomplishments is amazing. But I haven't seen him. And that's always been something I need in these tournaments. I have seen Vito. I think I gotta go with Vito. Um, which brings us back to Nobbs and Bronson. Uh, another reason to give it to Brian Nobbs is because if Braun loses and goes into the Constellations, he fights Bronson Reed, Braun Breaker, Bronson Reed. Braun Breaker's real name is Bronson, Bronson versus Bronson, which to me is always satisfying. But I think we've got the next... Considering the group they have of, of guys who could potentially be the next big thing, Braun Breaker's the next big thing. I could very easily see him wrestling and beating Brock Lesnar in the next 18 to 24 months. I think you could treat this guy very much like Brock and just shoot him to the moon now. And trust that he'll pick up what he needs to pick up. At the worst case, he's Goldberg. And that's not a bad worst case to be. I'm giving it to Braun Breaker. Setting up a very crazy semifinal. almost and Braun Breaker. Two people who were not in this tournament when we started. And then you want to throw Wardlow in there. There's three people still in this tournament who were not there when we started. Um, almost and Braun Breaker. Mongo. And Big Vito. All right. Eric Rowan beats George Steele. Brian Nobbs beats Bronson Reed. Razar beats Chuck Palumbo. Wardlow beats Tenaru. Because I, I do got to see you. So that's George Steele versus Bronson Reed. We give that to Reed. Palumbo. Versus Tenaru. I think in that one we give that to Tenaru. Palumbo beats George Steele, so George Steele is 172. But Tenaru beats Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed is at 170. Tenaru at 169. Eric Rowan versus Brian Nobbs. I think you got to go with Nobbs. And I will say that Wardlow beats Razar, but just barely. And Eric Rowan beats Razar, so Razar is 168. 
eight. Eric Redbeard Rowan, 167. Then there were six. Um, I can see almost wrestling Brock Lesnar, but he has no shot of winning. It's just awesome that he's there. Braun Breaker could beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, I stand by that. Braun wins. Mongo versus Vito. <laughs> Please make that a hardcore match. I'd love that. Um, it's Mongo. It is. I love Mongo. He's hilarious. All right. So Omos versus Mobs. Wardlow versus Vito. Those are our consolation matches. I think Brian Nobbs figures out a way to cheat to beat Omos. I think Wardlow is too big and strong to beat Vito, which is weird because you could switch those around and probably also be right. Uh, I'm going to put Omos beating Vito. Vito's at 166. Omos at 165. Brian Nobbs, you know, when I... When I did the first episode that we talked about Brian Nobbs, which I may have actually scrapped and redone, um, he was in the hospital fighting for his life. And the fact that he apparently made a full recovery is amazing. So we'll say Brian Nobbs is at 163, uh, which leaves Braun and Mungo. And then there were two. And I have talked myself... On to the Braun Breaker Express. I'm on the Braun bus. Uh, and I could look like a dang fool in a year or two if he absolutely fizzles. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's got the look. He's got the pedigree. He's got the fact that he's not a Triple H guy going for him. He's the first post-Triple H. He's the first Shawn Michaels slash Vince slash whoever else is working down there at the NXT Brain Trust. He's their guy. If you make, you know, he could be a Roman Reigns type. Not saying he could be Roman Reigns. But he could be the guy that they say, this is the next guy. This is the guy that's going to get us into and through the 2030s. He could wrestle for 10, 20 years. He's young. How old is he? 97. He's 25? Maybe? 24, 25? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we were doing a tournament, if we were doing a draft, and you're drafting for the next 5 to 10 years, Braun Breaker, easy first-round pick. He's winning the 12 and 11s, uh, which he brings us to 161. We are not even halfway done. So that's done. Um, as we are almost at an hour and, oh, I've got I've to gotta stop because we are running out of battery. So uh, we'll do the 10s and possibly the 9s in the next episode. Jerry Sags over Brian Dobbs, huh? That's interesting how that worked out. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you the next time these big meaty men are slapping meat.